0: morning and welcome to North Church. We're excited that you're here with us today. In just a minute, the band is going to lead us in a few songs of worship, followed by one of our North Church Bible teachers, who will share a message to inspire and encourage us to go deeper into our walk with the Lord. All in all, you can expect our service to last about one hour. If right now you have questions or are wondering what's going on here at North Church, visit us online at northchurch.net. You can scroll to the bottom of the page, click on the e-bulletin, there you'll find out everything that's going on. If after service you still have questions, visit the lobby. There's an information center out there with volunteers who would be happy to answer any of your questions. And don't forget to check out the coffee bar. We have a full service espresso bar with all your favorites, hot drinks, cold drinks, and a variety of pastries. It's all supported by your donation, so don't forget to come check it out. Young adults, 18 to 25, this announcement is for you. We wanna invite you to a time called Meet the Pastors. It's a time after service where you get to meet our young adult pastors here at North Church. Pastor Nate and Kenny will be at the front of the auditorium after service, waiting to meet you, and help you find where you can best get connected here at North Church. Our annual fall kickoff is right around the corner, and we are so excited. Sixth grade all the way through 12th grade, you're invited Wednesday, September 6th at 7 o'clock for a time of worship, a message, and of course, what would a youth event be without fun games? Bring your friends, bring your neighbors. We want to kick this school year off right, so come and join us. Here in North Church, we believe in connecting people into healthy and growing relationships, as well as developing wholehearted followers of Jesus Christ. If that sounds like something that you want to do, we want to encourage you to sign up for Rooted. Rooted is an incredible 10-week experience that you get to go through with a group of people here at North Church. You develop strong relationships with that group, as well as deepen your walk with the Lord. Rooted starts on September 12th. You can sign up online on the events page or after service in the lobby at the Information Center. Our hearts are broken for those of Southeast Texas. Many were affected by Hurricane Harvey and are still experiencing the effect of that today. We as a church want to come together and help in any way we can. If you feel called to give financially, you can visit our website. There, you'll be linked to Foursquare Disaster Relief Program, where you can make a financial contribution to the disaster relief efforts. If after service you're in need of prayer, go ahead and step forward, and a member of our prayer team would love to agree with you in prayer. And don't forget to check into North Church on Facebook. Every five check-ins provides a book for our church planners in Indonesia to help spread the gospel. Those are all the announcements that I have for you today. We're going to sing, so would you please stand?
1: Good morning, North Church, happy Labor Day weekend, so good to be here with you guys this morning, we're going to sing. You called us out from the hills, into your freedom, our chains are gone, your weapon form shall prevail, your word is stronger, we shaken we will not fear our oh, God I've got a mighty warrior, you're a consuming fire in victory you reign, we triumph in your name Jesus the great The glory sounds. The glory through the age, All saints to carry for great now. The kingdom forever will stand. We won't be shaken. You're a consuming fire In victory you reign We triumph in your name Jesus the great commander You conquer death forever
2: Good morning everybody. So good to see everybody here. We are here for the express purpose of lifting up the name of Jesus today, right? And worshiping him. We're in a series, we're finishing it today called The Art of Worship. And uh, so we're going to talk more about that in just a moment. But uh, you know, we have a big transition right now, right? So many of you are sending kids back to school. If you're a student, you're back in school. If you're a teacher, you're back to caring for and investing in those students or principal or a coach. So for so many of us in the room, that impacts us in some way. But thank you so much for, uh, especially those that are serving the, the students and the kids, thank you for what you do and investing in their lives. So. Why don't you turn around, greet somebody this morning, find someone you haven't met, and welcome them this morning at North Church? Good morning again. I want to welcome you, uh, especially if you're new or visiting. We have something pretty cool going on. Uh, This is Jessica Harris, and Jessica is a volunteer staff leader that is going to be overseeing our Mothers of Preschool ministry, and uh, so super excited to have you uh, just step up into that role and allow God to use you like that. Uh, She, let's see, Nathan is your husband, and Grayson? And Riley yep. are your kids all right I got it right Woo-hoo. well tell us what's going on with uh, mothers of preschoolers here at North Church
3: well one of the things that we're doing at church is that uh, we run a mops program for mothers of preschoolers or if you have um, even older children that are school age and you have time to come join us we would love for you guys to come join us we're starting uh, in January this year Normally, we start in September with school and run through the school year. Um, But we're doing some stuff a little bit different this year. We're going to do some fundraising to lead up to January. Um, So if you're interested in hanging out with moms, uh, with preschoolers or school age, uh, check us out on northchurch.net, and uh, there's tons of information there.
2: Great. Well, so let me ask you a couple quick questions. So I know you guys are going to have a couple play dates leading up to January, right? Maybe you can tell us about those.
3: Um, in September, we have one play date on the 19th, um, kind of same schedules we've ran with our mops. And we're going to meet at Dwight Merkel. Um, so bring your kids and yourself and come hang out with us. Um, we're also doing um, some other ones in October and November and more dates you'll find on our Facebook page. Um, if you go to North Church, our Facebook page will be there. And all the events will be on there. All right.
2: Well, this is a huge thing that she's stepping up to do uh, because uh, we didn't have all the funding we needed to just hand her a budget. So what she's doing, and the reason we're starting in January, is she's raising some of the money uh, and to help with child care and other costs that go behind uh, this particular ministry, it's pretty expensive to do. And so I know there's some fundraisers that are coming up in the fall, and so in addition to playing and hanging out and getting to know moms, getting to know each other better. There's also going to be some activity of raising funds. Tell us a little more about that.
3: So um, what we're doing is we're running um, a fund drive and what we're going to be collecting is clothes, um, sheets, bedding, um, anything that you would donate to like a value village, anything um, that we can um, basically resell. Uh, So bring them in gallon bags. Um, we can also take um, dvds books and bring those in boxes that will be september 17th you'll see me and a bunch of other moms um, hanging out by the greenhouse um, collecting all of these clothes and we need to collect about four hundred thirteen gallon bags of clothing and then um, also books so um if you, I would love to collect 800, so if you guys can help, <laughs> I know that's a huge goal, but it would be great, and it would just bless so many moms within the church. Great.
2: Yeah, so 800 bags of stuff. So, wow. So, yeah, if you have, you know, two or $3,000 you would like to just donate and spare her from all of that, just <laughs> step right up. All right, we're going to pray for her. Would you stand up together? We're going to pray for her and this ministry. We're also going to just pray for our morning God, thank you so much for Jessica and her leadership. Thank you, God, for her willingness to step up, uh, to serve and care for and provide ministry for the mothers of this church and in our community as well. And God, we pray that you would bless her, bless her family. Lord, just uh, give give this ministry everything it needs in order to minister effectively. Lord, we pray for this morning, God, that we're here for one purpose, to worship you, to thank you, to focus on you. And so, God, help us not focus on anything else, uh, including all of our the the ups and downs of our week, or anything else going on around us today. We just want our full attention to be yours today. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. Let's worship.
1: The name of Jesus Christ my King. What a beautiful name it is nothing compares to this What a beautiful name it is the name God, your name is wonderful. Your name is powerful. Your name is beautiful. God, we call upon you this morning. We say yes to you, God. Come on, we sing. Death could not hold you veil tore before you silence silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory. For you are raised to life again. You have no Whoa. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The Jesus Christ my King. What a powerful name it is nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. You have no rival. You have no Yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is. what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name.
2: you this morning Lord your name is powerful God you have no rival no equal and Lord it is only rational it's the only reasonable thing we can do but to give you glory and praise and honor and to worship you this morning please feel free to have a seat We're gonna experience communion together. One of the things that as we were raising our kids, uh, no matter how busy life got, we tried to always make sure once a week we would have a family meal together. And that family meal, as you know, it is powerful. It has the way to pull you back together as a family. It has that ability to uh, get us to listen, one another and to hear some of the deeper things of the heart to laugh together to cry together and uh, there's something powerful about being around a table together communion is about a table jesus instituted it the night that he was betrayed while he was on his uh, way the journey to the cross he spent that that evening eating with his disciples. And as he broke bread, he used it as a living illustration that would stick with us to this day that every time we come to his table and we eat as a family. And the family is the the family of God, the believers all around the world who share that thing that we call communion, that supper. And here's what happened in uh, Matthew's gospel, says during the meal, Jesus took and he blessed the bread and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples. Take, eat, this is my body. Taking the cup and thanking God, he gave it to them. Drink this, all of you, this is my blood. God's new covenant poured out for many people for the forgiveness of sins. The bread represents the body of Christ given to you. The innocent, Jesus, died for the guilty, me. He laid his life down as that perfect sinless sacrifice that we could be forgiven and we could be restored into a right relationship with our Father in heaven. And the wine represents his blood. It represents the sacrifice that Jesus paid. And so when you come up for communion, you'll take a piece of the bread and you'll dip it in the juice and you'll remember God's great love for you. Communion is a family time and it's a time of worship. And so what I want to invite you to do right now is just prepare your heart. And just If there's anything in the way of your relationship with God, any sin, any anxiety, any, any fear, any hang-ups, any relational discord or unforgiveness, would you bring that to God and lay that at the cross and ask him to cleanse you and forgive you and then come up and take communion? It's a powerful expression of what Jesus has done for us individually and collectively as his body. So God, we pray right now over these elements and ask your blessing over them. And we ask God that as we search our own heart and listen to the voice of your spirit, God that our, our response to you would be yes and amen. Our response to you would be God, forgive us and empower us, cleanse us, and help us to be your people who walk with your mission. Let's worship him. and as as you're ready uh, and as you feel led by God, come up and take communion. relationship with us. How you sacrificed on the cross for us. We worship you this morning, God. We give you our love back, God. We, we honor you. As many, many of you know that this last week, that uh, devastating Hurricane Harvey um, that just ripped through Southern Texas has demolished communities and uh, just people dealing with the aftermath of that right now. And I want to ask that we would pray, pray for those communities, pray for uh, those that are giving care and and rescue and first responders. And let's just pray for everything that is needed right now. Um, Will you, join me in this prayer. God, we we are asking in the name of Jesus, God, for your care, for the gift of your spirit, Lord, to bring rescue, to bring help, to bring comfort, God, to those that are struggling, those that have lost everything. Lord, help your church all around the country, God, rally together and to provide care, to meet financial need, to bring assistance spiritually and emotionally God, we pray that these waters would recede, God, and that lives would be rebuilt. Lord, we ask you are, the, you are each one of our hope, and we pray restore hope now in these communities. Restore hope to those, God, that look around and they've lost so much. And we pray, Lord, that through the supernatural work of your spirit and through the practical work of your people, Lord, that we could rise up and, and be, not only talk about the good news, but be the good news. Lord, we commit our brothers and sisters to you and ask for your care. We pray for our country today as well and ask, bring unity to us, Lord, where there's division. Bring love and bring acceptance, Lord, where there's been strife. And let even this difficult tragedy and this suffering behind it, Lord, Bring a rallying and a unifying of people across this land. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. There's also the opportunity to give financially on our website. Um, So we're going to leave that up for the next several weeks. So just as you're praying, if you feel led to give towards uh, relief to Hurricane Harvey, uh, the aftermath of that we have a a group of churches there that are reaching out with practical care food and clothing and shelter and providing spiritual care as well so through the Foursquare disaster relief fund and again you'll find that on our website Um, so I'm going to invite Nate to come on up and he's going to uh, bring us home land the plane on this art of worship series
4: Thanks. We serve a good God and a a faithful God and I know um, that he loves and cares the people down in Texas and is thinking of them and is doing a a, a work down there, Um, so I trust him in that. Uh, We're going to receive our tithes and our offerings right now. So uh, if, if you're new here, please don't feel any pressure to give. We're just glad that you're here with us this morning. And this is just part of our worship. This is part of uh, who we are as Christians. We give back to God uh, and to say thank you and to, to see the mission of this church uh, continue to reach lives and reach people. So ushers, you can come forward. We're gonna give right now as we dive in. Yeah, we're gonna close this series out. Uh, we've been in a series called The Art of Worship, uh, looking at what worship is. What is worship? And. We've seen throughout this series that worship is so much more than just singing songs. That worship really is how we live our lives. Worship is how uh, we live our life at work. Worship is how we live our lives in obedience to God. Worship is far more than just a song. And so we're going to end this series today looking at why we come together and worship God as we gather in community on Sundays or Saturdays, Wednesdays, why we have this corporate time of worship that we all gather together. But before we get going, um, can we just all acknowledge we have wonderful worship music here at this church, don't we? We just have really great, great volunteers. We have wonderful songs that we get to sing. And I don't know if you all know, but you know, all our volunteers up here, they couldn't do what they do without the volunteers back there and up here. And we just have great tech team and lights and just to try and create such an atmosphere of worship for everyone. So thank you guys. And we have, we just have awesome music here. I don't know about you, if you grew up in the church, but I personally grew up in the church and I was Practically born in the church. And can I just reinforce how great of worship we have here at the church? As I was doing this I was just Reminded of the songs that we used to sing at our previous church in Prescott, Arizona That my dad was the pastor of many many years ago and the songs we would sing there And we just have really good worship music. Okay, we sang songs pre Hillsong and and there was there were some good ones, you know, and they're just written wrote just slightly different twenty years ago, thirty years ago you you know what I'm talking about if you grew up in the church, you know lyrics were just a little funnier, right some of them they, let me can I play you a song let's just let's do a uh a blast from the past, an oldie but a goodie, all right? And I need your help, those of you who, who come from church backgrounds, you know, what, you know this song, okay? So I'm kind of hanging out there, and I need you to kind of meet me halfway, okay? So we're going to go over just one old song that, man, I just, these are good old songs. Lyrics are a little bit different, but they're just, they're really good, okay? Any of you listen to Rich Mullins? Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about, all right? So I need your help, those of you who know this Come on, help me out. I'm, this is embarrassing right now, okay? So, I'm putting myself out there. If you know this one, help me out, all right? Ready? When he rolled up his sleeves, he ate and put on the Red sock. God is an awesome God just thunder in his footsteps and there's lightning in his fists our God is an awesome God and the Lord he wasn't joking when he kicked him out of Eden it wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood his return is very close so you better be believing our God is an awesome God If you know this part sing it out and our God is an awesome God he reigns from heaven above with wisdom. Some power and love our God is an awesome God and our God is an awesome God He reigns from heaven above with we Some power and love our God is an awesome God Good stuff right there. Man, nothing gets me going like some old 70s and 80s worship. You know what I'm talking about? Just some really good stuff there lyrics are just a little funnier but what we know is worship is so much more than a song worship is so much more than if I like the song or not worship is so much more as is it contemporary worship is so much more as is it the right style does it feel right is it my favorite songs that they play on the radio It's easy to kind of get in that mindset, you know, like, that's an old song. We played that long ago, and we need new stuff. I need new stuff now. I can't worship unless it's like the latest Hillsong, young and free, techno beats going, you know, like, I need that. It's outdated. But worship is so much more than is it right now, right here in contemporary. Because a lot of times our feelings can dictate whether we worship God or not. It can be so easy to just let our feelings kind of tell us if we're going to worship. If I feel right, if the band played right, if it's the right style of music, if the mood lighting is just right, if the worship leader sings the right songs, if the electric guitar is not too loud, if the drummer's doing the right stuff. It's just so easy to let our feelings dictate Am I going to worship God today or not? But worship is so much more than a song. Worship is so much more than how we feel. I believe that what we're going to talk about this morning of why we gather in worship. I think that we come together. It's a small glimpse, a small picture of what eternity would look like. Here's what Hebrews 10, uh, 24 says. It says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see his day approaching. We gather. We come together, because it's what God asks us to do, and that it should spur us on to love people more, and that we would be encouraged in the process, and that it's a part of our uh, habit that we continue to meet. So we could talk on all different kinds of subjects, on why we gather, why we meet, why the Bible tells us to gather and meet and make it a habit and to have love and encouragement. We could list so many different reasons and give so many different messages because it's such an awesome topic. But I'm just gonna give us two reasons this morning on why we come together and why we worship the God of the universe who created everything why we worship the God who set the stars in the sky, why we worship the God who loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us, to pay for our sins, that we might be in relationship with him for eternity and experience life and life to its fullness. She's gonna give us two reasons why we worship that God and why we come together and why we gather. First is this, is worship is transformative. Worship is transformative. It should, when we come together and we gather, it should change us. We should leave being different. I think this verse in Hebrews 13, 15, it just sums up our series so well. And I believe it sums up what real worship is so well, that it's not just singing a song, but it's really how we live our life. This is what it says. It says, through Jesus, because of what Jesus has done, because Jesus paid the the price and the cross, we get to come before the God of the universe on his throne and worship him through Jesus. Therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Because Jesus has done so much for us Our worship is expressed out of gratitude and thanks to him that because of what he's done, we can offer these sacrifices of free free worship and just to give him our adoration and our love. And that we bring the praise from our lips and we come together and we gather and we do that full of praise and we worship him. But then there's this incredibly important word stuck right in the middle of these two verses that it ties the beginning and the end and you can't have one without the other and it's this little word, and. And. It says, bring God the praise of your lips. Praise his name. And. Not or. Not sometimes. Not maybe. But and. And. Praise him with your lips and do good. Don't forget to do good. Share with others. This is what's pleasing to God. You cannot do one and not the other. It has to be both and, and do good. Many of us, you know, may think that worship is just coming in a room, singing some songs, thank you Jesus for who you are, and then leaving like, Oh, I I loved church today. It was so good. You know, the, the songs were the right songs. Preacher gave a fiery message and I just feel great. But this word and changes. Changes everything because you cannot just come and worship God on a Sunday morning and then leave and do nothing about it. We should come together and gather and be encouraged and spur each other on to love God and to love each other more. We should come together, gather, and be transformed to do something with purpose. To do good, to share with others. That's the church. That is what church is. Church is not just a building or a place. It's not just these walls here or this church and then there's another building down the road and then another building down the road and there's this really big building, you know, in California somewhere. The church is what we learn in the Bible is the people of God. It is people who follow Jesus. It is people who gather in the name of Jesus. That is the church. And the church is people who understand what Jesus has done for them. And we gather and express our adoration, but we also then leave and we're transformed to affect the world around us. The church, his people, God's people, is people on mission. The church is people on mission for Jesus, gathering in his name. We gather And we worship and we should be encouraged and we should express adoration to Jesus and go and do good. Be different because we've experienced Jesus in unity together. We come to church and we get encouraged and something happens in our heart. We come to church and we express our praise and our heart opens up to see what God wants to do with our life. We come together and we worship God. We gather and we go and do good works. This is what Jesus said about his church in Matthew 16, 21. Maybe some of you know this passage. Jesus says, on you, Peter, I will build my church and not even the gates of hell could keep it out. I love Eugene Peterson's version in the message, he says, this is the rock on which I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell would keep it out. I love this picture of this church because we are the church. We are the, the people here. We are the church that is so expansive with energy that we understand God's mission. We understand why we're here, that we come in and we express our love for him and we go and we express our love for people because nothing is gonna be able to keep the church who is God's people, you and me, out from loving others, meeting needs, seeing healed, or sick people healed, seeing hurting people find hope, North Church, we would be such an expansive group of people with energy that nothing in Spokane, nothing in our world would be able to stop us from our worship, which is loving God, saying yes to Him, and loving people. Because we are a group of Jesus followers. We are the church. People who follow Jesus, who worship God, and meet needs. We sing praise. And we express our love to him. And we do good. We lift our voices on Sundays and on Wednesdays and in small groups and in life groups around our city. And we bring hope to our city. We gather at church. And we give to our community. That is what worship really is. And it's not This or that. It has to be both and. So when we gather, our worship is passionate. When we gather, it's, it's desperate because we understand the call that God has placed in our church, in our lives, that we're going to meet needs in our city. We're going to see broken people healed. We're going to see marriages restored. We're going to see families put back together. We're going to see the amazing works of God take place in our church, in our city, in our state, and around our world. We see that and we know that, so our worship is passionate and desperate because we know we need God and we need each other to accomplish it. And so we express our love to him. We sing praises and then we go and we express our love to the people around us because we know we need Jesus. Second thing is this, is that when we gather and why we gather is because it's so much more than just a feeling. Worship is so much more than just a feeling. It can be so easy to go to church with an attitude of everything needs to be right in order for me to really experience God well. I need to have a good morning with kids. They gotta get ready and get to church well. The worship needs to be the right way. The, the, I, it needs to be the certain pastor that I'd like to hear and he needs to speak well and put the guitar down. Because that was weird. It'd be so easy to kind of get this almost critical mindset of church. And it, Here's the thing, I I worked at a restaurant called Applebee's for five years. Half off apps between six and nine, all right? It's the sweet zone right there. And uh, anyone work in the food industry? Server, hostess, busser, bartender? You know what I'm talking about. You go into another restaurant and you're a server, what do you naturally do? Man, you're just criticizing everything. It's like, I serve better than you. You're not busting the table, right? You sat people out of order and you gave a server one extra table than you were supposed to host. They were supposed to go to my section. (laughs) But we get good at that. And you might not work in the food industry, but maybe you work in the school systems and you could walk into a different school and be like, this is what you're doing wrong. And maybe you work in, in the corporate sector and you could walk into different businesses and be like, here's the things you're doing wrong. I got you. You know, you work in retail, you go to a different retail store and you're just like picking it apart, right? We get good at that. You might not know exactly how to fix everything, but we get good at picking things apart, don't we? And let me just tell you, let me be honest with you. I so many times can be a professional Christian, professional Christian. And honestly, I probably could go in every single church in Spokane and just point out the things that they could improve on. But that's, to me, I mean, that's not how I want to live. That's sad, honestly. That, that I can be so in the church world that I can just focus on this and that and you need to do this and we need to do that because church is so much more than just a feeling. Church is so much more why we gather and our worship is so much more of, did they do it right? Did this person do that right? Did this person do that right? Worship. Worship so much more than a feeling I don't want to live that way I wanna be able to go into church and despite my circumstances, despite if it's the right type of worship, despite if it's the right type of uh, preacher, despite whatever it is, I wanna be able to go in and understand that there are people in homes, in villages, in other continents. There are people in secret underground churches. There are people in back alleys and there are people in prison cells and there are people in small villages and there's people in large cities and large churches and small churches. There's people all over the world who gather to express their love and adoration for Jesus and then go and love people well. And I wanna be someone who goes into church that has the mindset that is so much more than a feeling, so much more for what Jesus has done for us and that his church would be so expansive and so full of energy that nothing, not even hell itself, would be able to keep it out. I don't want to be an expert at looking at what's wrong or are my feelings right? If I'm not feeling good, if I'm having a bad week, if I'm sick today, I'm just gonna sit back. But we bring everything to Jesus, the good, the bad, all of it, and say here I am. It's a posture of sacrifice, it's a posture of surrender, it's a posture of openness. We bring it all. I don't know about you, but I need God every day. I need to gather with people every day and experience who he is. I need his forgiveness. I need his mercy. I need his faithfulness. It'd be so easy just to go through life and just be stressed when we can come together and worship him and give it up. This is why I love our Wednesday night program here. This is why I love meeting with high schoolers and junior hires on Wednesday night. Because we have amazing students in our church, in our congregation. We have some of the best students. Because you can see their heart on the line on Wednesday night. They come into this room downstairs, and they passionately worship God. And and if you know junior hires, if you know high schoolers, they got lots of drama. You know what I'm talking about? High school's filled with drama, and they come and, in, in spite of you know whether they feel cool or not, whether you know they're popular or not, what, no matter if they come from a broken home or, a, or an affluent home, no matter what it is, the drama that they're going through, man, they come and they worship God passionately. And if you have not seen this, if you have not been a part of this, you need to check this out because here are a hundred students raising their hands and surrender to God. Just here I am. My posture is open. My posture is surrendered. I need you to get through my week. I need you to get through high school. I need you to, to be in, the, in uh, all areas of my life. And it's awesome. And then I'll have students come up to me and they'll be like, why are these people raising their hands? This is so weird. Did I forget my lighter or something? And i like, what's going on? I had my phone out, but no one was there with me. And I'll just say, it's okay. It's all right. Here's, these are your peers who are just taking a posture of surrender. Just saying, I'm giving up. It's not about me, God. It's not about my agenda. It's not about me solving all my own own problems. God, but this is about you. I need you to get through my week. I need you to be a part of my relationships. God, I need you. I cannot do it alone. And I love seeing that every Wednesday night of students just hard on the line for God. It's amazing to witness. And it's amazing to lead. But you know what? can have passion like that too on Sundays. That type of passion of, you know, we all have drama. High schoolers aren't the only ones when when high school ends, you don't, drama doesn't end, does it? If anything, it only gets worse. But we do a great job of covering that up but we go through, we have problems, we have relationships that are misfiring, we have uh, family struggles, we have all work struggles, all this stuff. We have sickness, we have all these things and we can still come on Sundays because it's not about how I feel, it's not about did I come in with the right mindset, it's about it doesn't matter what it is because whether it's good or bad, we wanna surrender it every single day to the God who give, forgives us and loves us and wants to be in relationship with us have a surrendered heart to God. Because even when we feel down or when we feel up, we still worship the God who died for us, we still worship the God who loves us, who's in the midst of our pain. Let me read you this wonderful story out of Acts and we're gonna end here. Just a a simple story of Paul and Silas, two guys who did an amazing work in the New Testament in the Bible, in the early church, early church fathers who uh, understood this so well that they're going to praise God and do good. And they built churches, these guys. They went and uh, healed sick people. They did amazing work. But they experienced a lot of pain and struggle too. Uh, They were beaten. They were mocked. They were imprisoned. And they find themselves in this story in Acts 16. Confronted and then thrown into prison. Let's read this amazing story. Because these guys so easily could have gone, it's not my time to worship. It just doesn't feel right. It says this, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. These two guys just having church together. Because the Bible says, where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there also. These two guys, Paul and Silas, decide, let's have church together in this prison cell. And so they're praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. People were watching them have church, Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had all escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, Stop, do not kill yourself, we are are all here. The jailer called for the lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? That's an amazing story. That really is just an amazing story. That here's these two guys that probably had the worst week ever, find themselves in prison. But you know what Paul and Silas understood? is that they served a God that was so far beyond the shackles that were chaining them down in that prison. They served a God that was so far beyond the prison walls that was keeping them inside because they knew that there was gonna be no chain, there was gonna be no prison cell, there was gonna be no wall that was gonna be able to keep their God out. And so they find themselves and said, what better place we find ourselves than right here to start worshiping God. This is the perfect time because we believe in the power of Of worship, and that it's so much more than a feeling. There's something powerful when we come together and worship, and we bring all that we are and we worship chains can be broken when we gather together people are listening people are watching people see the the acts of god that take place and i so love that we are a part of a church that we've seen day after day week after week year after year decade after decade of chains that have been broken people that have been released from their cells things that have been held, holding people in bondage, mm-hmm. sin, things that have been holding people in bondage, they've been fi- released and let go. I love being a part of a church like that. Mm-hmm. That we are his church. These people right here in this room, you look left and you look right, these are, we're all broken. And we all are people who are in need of Jesus. But we are a church which is the people on mission for God, who worship him despite our circumstances, who worship him because we love him and we want to do good. Maybe you've come to church today with Mm. some type of chain, something that's just holding you down, Mm. a relationship, uh, uh, um, uh, some type of sin or sickness, whatever it may be, I believe there's no better time than to come together in unity and worship God right now, to surrender to him, to say, I need you, and it's about you, God. Let's be a church who never stops meeting together, who worships God passionately, and it just doesn't stay here, but it leaves. Let's be a church who gathers in the name of Jesus, who sings his praise, and who goes and does good in the community. That is real worship. So we have an opportunity right now. We're just gonna worship together. Let's worship the God of the universe. Let's worship his name. And despite how we feel, let's worship him. God, we just thank you for who you are. Lord, we love you and we praise your name. God, you are good and faithful and we come before you right now with all love and adoration. We thank you for who you are. God, would we be transformed because we've come together and we've gathered in your name that we might go and do good in the people and the lives all around us. Amen. We pray this in your name. Amen. Let's worship together right now.
1: Death could not hold you Veiled up before you Silence the boasts of sin and grave The heavens are roaring the praise of your glory for you are raised to life again And you have no rival You have no equal Now and forever God Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a name it is the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is! Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name! The
2: name of Jesus God that's our declaration this morning God that you are powerful God there is no equal no rival to your kingdom and Lord we want to be those people who worship you in spirit and in truth worship you passionately and worship you leaving this building by doing good and sharing with others. So Lord, we give you our lives again, fresh today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, there will be people over here to pray with you? If you have a prayer need, our team will be over there. I'll be over here to meet any of those of you that may be newer or newer and would like to know how to get better connected here at the church. Otherwise, have a great week, everybody.